I'm Joe Catalano with an AM Quincy News update for Tuesday, October 17th. With the state's emergency shelter limit reaching capacity, Governor Mara Healy yesterday put pressure on federal officials to address the growing migrant crisis, saying state officials can no longer guarantee shelter placement for new families arriving in the state. Healy also appointed a new emergency assistance director, Air Force Lieutenant General Leon Scott Rice, to oversee management and coordination of the emergency shelter system. Rice, a former director of the Air National Guard, led emergency management teams under former governors Deval Patrick and Charlie Baker. The state will not be able to accommodate more than 7,500 families, or about 24,000 people, in emergency shelter and will likely hit that number by the end of the month. Beginning November 1st, the state will no longer be able to add new shelter units. Then, families seeking shelter will be assessed, and those with high needs, such as health and safety risks, will be prioritized for placement. Families who are not immediately connected with shelters will be placed on a waiting list. Just over 23,000 people are staying in emergency shelters in Massachusetts right now, and about half are families that are new arrivals to the state. About half of those people are children. Newly arrived families are being housed in hotels and college dorms throughout Massachusetts, including at Eastern Nazarene College in Quincy. In August, Healy asked Massachusetts residents to house migrant families amid the growing shelter crisis. A second program connects mass hire regional workforce boards and career centers to shelters statewide with the goal of assessing skills and work readiness of residents who have their work authorizations. The initial phase of the new program is focused on 14 shelter sites across the state representing about 1,500 families. According to state officials, the program is already showing results. Mass Hire South Shore is working with Dunkin' Donuts to fill 30 employment openings and coordinating with Plymouth Area Coalition shelter providers to connect shelter residents with jobs. The MBTA is holding some public hearings discussing a proposed project that would connect the blue line with the red line at the Charles Street MGH station. The project aims to reduce commuter travel time and the number of transfers for trips between East Boston and Revere with Cambridge and Somerville. The T says the connection would reduce congestion at downtown transfer stations. The project would add two 2,500-foot two-track tunnels under Cambridge Street creating a new Blue Line station platform at Mass General Hospital and making modifications to the existing Red Line Charles MGH station for the Blue Line connection. The T hosted a public meeting about the Red-Blue connector at Mass General last night. The project, however, would decommission Bowdoin Street for Blue Line passengers almost immediately at the start of the five-year construction plan. Instead of boring a tunnel underground, the T is leaning toward using a process called cut and cover, which causes some concern that construction will impact roads and bike lanes along Cambridge Street. The T estimates the red-blue connector will be completed in 2031 
with a projected cost of $850 million. So far, the project is only partially funded. Another community meeting about the red-blue connector is scheduled for Thursday in East Boston. Public comments end on October 31st. A vote on whether to allocate $7 million of town funds to restore a small portion of the seawall in situate failed at town meeting last night. The area of crumbling seawalls, about 750 feet, runs along the narrowest stretch of land on Lighthouse and Rebecca Roads. The article required a two-thirds approval and did not meet the threshold. Advocates say the seawall hasn't been updated in 50 years. Now the wall is in such a state of disrepair, you can pull crumbling pieces off easily by hand. Some say that one major storm could mean the open ocean water breaks over the 160-foot stretch of land into Situate Harbor. The Army Corps of Engineers recently essentially rejected the town's bid to fund and conduct reconstruction of a large portion of the entire seawall. The Friends of Situate Harbor calculated, based on the Army Corps' estimates, that the small portion of seawall it aims to fix immediately would cost about $7 million. The town administrator said the vote to free up the funds at town meeting yesterday was premature because the process is still in the early stages. Design and permitting will take at least two years, he says, before the town can work to secure funding to fix the wall. Select board member Mara Curran said the board will be pursuing funding design financing at its next meeting. Well, it's been nearly five months since the U.S. Supreme Court ruled that it's unconstitutional for cities and towns to foreclose on properties and keep any excess profits beyond what is owed to them, a practice that Massachusetts cities and towns participate in. Legal advocates are now taking an unusual step to create change, asking the state Supreme Court to stop tax lien foreclosures and giving Beacon Hill a deadline. Attorneys Todd Kaplan and Frank Bailey say their clients, who are on the verge of losing everything, have waited long enough. They're asking the state's highest court to stop all tax lien foreclosures and the practice that some call equity theft. They filed the action on behalf of a woman who got behind by about $1,600 in property taxes in 2016 on her Springfield home. She tried a repayment plan with interest. She now owes $22,000. The city is scheduled to foreclose on her property worth about $230,000 on November 9th. Under current state law, the city could keep the profit unless the court steps in. In May, the U.S. Supreme Court ruled a city or town foreclosing on property and keeping the profit is unconstitutional. Several states have already changed their laws, but Beacon Hill has yet to take action. With the filing, Bailey and Kaplan are asking the state Supreme Court to stop all tax lien foreclosures and give the legislature 90 days to bring Massachusetts law up to date. In the meantime, the judge says vulnerable people are in limbo. Massachusetts House and Senate leaders will only reiterate what they've been saying for months, that Joint Committee on Revenue is currently reviewing several bills that have been filed. Opportunities for prospective home buyers were squeezed even further last month 
scant inventory, high interest rates, and record high prices conspired to push Massachusetts single-family home sales to a 13-year low for the month of September. The Warren Group reported that there were 3,608 single-family home sales in Massachusetts during September, a 26.5% decrease decrease from September of last year, when there were 4,908 transactions, and the fewest single-family home sales for the month of September since 2010. And the median sale price of one of those homes climbed 2.7%, to $565,000, establishing a new all-time high for the month of September. There have been 30,665 single-family home sales in Massachusetts so far this year, a 24% decrease from the first nine months of 2022. During that same time, the median single-family home price is up 2.7% to $570,000. Earlier this month, Housing Secretary Ed Augustus described a 200,000-unit housing gap in Massachusetts that must be closed to keep up with population growth and stem the loss of talented workers. The Healy administration is expected to file a policy-heavy housing bond bill any day now. A check of business news this morning, and stocks were higher yesterday. The Dow was up 314 points. The Nasdaq jumped 160, and the S&P added 45. World stocks advanced after U.S. stocks rallied as investors unwound some of last week's moves driven by worries about war in the Middle East. Dollar is up. The euro slipped. Oil at $86 a barrel. Forecast from the National Weather Service today, partly cloudy, a chance of a shower, high of 61. Clearing tonight, low 43. Tomorrow, partly sunny, high of 63. Thursday, sunny at a high of 68. And then some scattered showers Friday, high 67. For the boater, waves about a foot, wind out of the north, 10 knots becoming northeast. Later today, a high tide at 140 this afternoon. Sunrise, 658, sets at 559. I'm Joe Catalano with an AM Quincy News update for Tuesday, October 17th.